1: And it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post here in our Concord, North Carolina studios. From our Mifflin Town, Pennsylvania studios at Lethal Chassis. Ashley Strummey, my co-host. Hello, Ashley. How are you?
2: Steve, I talked about her last week, and she is back with a wrath. Uh, oh. Mother Nature has not played nice for Pennsylvania Speed Week, unfortunately.
1: And the stories have been spectacular when we've raced. Macri and Marks are putting on a clinic on how to race. Except for Thursday night when Freddie Raymer just destroyed everybody. But th- those two, I mean, it has been so good, and then it's been so bad with the weather. So I agree with you. Um, really, really crazy. So, Ashley, silly season this year has been bonkers, and we're not even at the silly season time of year. Uh, I'll, uh, a, a lot of it's gone around Buddy Colfoyd, and he's landed in the Roth car which, uh, when the music stops, find a seat. Okay, Corey Eliason goes to the Crouch 11. Carrie Madsen goes to the 55. Okay, where I'm going with this is our old buddy Shane Stewart calls up Bernie, who's sitting there with an empty number 71 car, and says, I'd like to run for a million dollars. And Bernie says, yes. And Ashley, they decide to go for a tune-up, and I'll be darned if he didn't win the race.
2: You know, there is something about Bernie and Shane yeah. that it don't care if it's 10 years from now, 20 years from now, that pairing will always be good. Um, obviously, Shane, the Power I-410 uh, Bandit series at Lake Ozark, he picked up the win. Like I said, that pairing will never get old.
1: And they have got a shot next week at that million dollars. That's the thing that's fun. That's the things for fun. Hey, a programming note. Shane Stewart joined Justin Fiedler and I this week earlier on our Wing Nation digital program. You can find that wherever podcasts are to talk more about his big win with Bernie. Speaking of big wins, about 10 days ago, Justin Sanders cashed in for $82,000 at the Dirt Cup at Skagit. And that's who we're going to talk to Justin Sanders. He joins us on the Sage Food Hotline next. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit, and we are going to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us from the great state of California, fresh off from that big win up at Skagit in Washington is Justin Sanders. Hello, Justin. Welcome back to Wing Nation.
0: How's it going, guys? Uh, Happy to be here, and thanks for having me on.
1: We love it. We absolutely love it. About 10 days ago or so, you won $82,000 at Skagit, the King of the West Series, the Dirt Cup, uh, has it sunk in? What has it meant as a little bit of a hindsight? Where where are you at with that big win?
0: <laughs> wow. I can't believe you already said it's been 10 days. It feels like it was yesterday, but no, it was good. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had a kind of a feeling like that in my life yet. I mean, it was, uh, it's something that's kind of undescribable. I guess it's, uh, you know, kind of something that I thought wouldn't have happened. And it's kind of like a, I guess what I can say, is kind of a breakthrough. It's like a, you know, i won a lot of local races and won a lot of decent decent races, but you know, not like a crown jewel or something big. So being able to actually pull something like that off, it's like a, like I was telling a couple of my, you know, friends and sponsors, it's almost like a, I feel like it unlocked another door, if that makes sense. Like it just like a, a mental block, you know, maybe if there's a mental block or something, I feel like it unlocked it. Cause now, you know, I go more into these races, just, I feel like now I can go in with more confidence.
2: You leveled up. That is for sure. Um, With that being said, obviously looking back on it now, but in the moment, obviously flag to flag for $82,000. When those last five laps were dwindling down, obviously it's about hitting your marks, but is there like an internal voice that kind of talks to you that says, stay calm, don't screw up. What is going through your mind at that moment?
0: So it's funny you say that because I got impatient about 15 to go and hit the wall off of four or off of two actually when I was lapping a couple cars and I I knew something broke I hit it I could feel it as soon as I went in the next corner the car acted way different it laid over and I was like oh man I hope I don't have a flat tire and um so I kind of had to like gather myself back for about two laps I kind of you know tried to run the same line and it wasn't working out so I had to you know move around move down and kind of enter the corners different Finally figured it out. But yeah, it's like knowing that you've done something to your car that's kind of hurt it and trying to maneuver lap traffic and knowing that you got some really good guys behind you. Yeah, it's uh it's pressure and it's uh you just gotta stay focused and yeah, like you said, try to hit your marks. And I was uh I knew we were getting towards the end for a, probably the last three laps and I come off of four and I kind of look up down the front straightaway looking for a flag and I didn't see it. And then I was coming up to another lap car and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to have to deal with this. And right as I got to his bumper coming down the front straightaway, I seen the white flag come up. And I'm like, all right, I got to get through one and two. I all, <laughs> almost spun out. I got sideways. I got in tight behind the lap car, spun, got sideways. And then, but I saw a good enough run. I was like, okay, I got to hit this last mark. And I went to the bottom and kind of did the slide job on him. And I was like, all right, if I clear this, it should be over and was able to clear it and get the win. But, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's definitely a different focus when you're going. got a la- a couple laps that can go, and you're trying to um, trying to get a win like that. And you know, there's big money on the line, and you know, it's it's weird because you're kind of racing and you're clicking off these laps. Like, man, I, I, you know, I'm actually st- I'm still making money as I'm clicking off laps, and you know, that's funny. That kind of goes off in your psyche too. But it's like, okay, you got to gather back in, and you know, there's still a real job to be done
1: okay you you were impressive for the 40 laps okay that's all well and fine but your burnout or your donuts on the cool down and not the one on the four-wheeler whoever you or one of your crew guys or whatever did on the tip the four-wheel over with the sprint car how does a driver practice that
0: i mean i've done some before but i don't think you can really practice it i think it's just kind of a thing where you do in the moment you get it sideways and you're kind of using the um the power of the motor just to make the wheels turn and you kind of just get it going at a certain speed, and you can kind of just <laughs> gas it harder if you want to go faster. And there's was a point to where I kind of had the front wheel starting to come up, and I was like, Man, I better stop before I flip this. And then I stopped, and uh, my car was actually talking about the donuts. He's like, Man, that was awesome. I was like, Yeah, I, I stopped because I felt like I was going to turn over. And he's like, Man, you should have turned it over. He's like, I would have turned it over if that was me. And, uh, but, anyways, it was kind of like, I still don't think they were the best I've seen. I, you know, if you go back to Tim Kating's classic donuts, I think those yeah. are still the best. I mean, those are some pretty impressive donuts. I don't think I've ever seen anything that good.
2: All right, so Cali Dirt, I believe it was, put a YouTube video out of, of kind of a in-car camera, if you will. Uh, I didn't get to watch it all, but the part where it, it jumped out, did your car jump out of gear at some point? Give us a little synopsis of the video so, so people can go check out the YouTube video.
0: Yeah, so that's a funny story. So, it, you know, when you kind of think of the way things happen sometimes, I guess, uh, when you play it like a story, okay, we'll, we'll start there. The kid that helps me, he's from Washington, he's from Bellingham. He's been around Skagit all his life. This is something that meant more to him than anything. And then you got, you know, Mark Houston from Shark. He's from Washington. He's built motors up there, you know, all, all his life. You got me that's never won a big race. We're in position to do it. Um, so we go for the pole shuffle hot laps. And I'm going, I take the green. Come out at it two, go down the back straightaway, I'm wide open. I go on to three, I'm buried throttle and the car jumps out of gear. And no rhyme or reason, we don't know why. I get it back into gear and I finish hot lapping. I'm quick time still in hot laps after all that. Like the car, you know, we had a really good car weekend. Well, I come in, I look at my tack, it says 9,900 on my tack. So it spun really hard. Mm. The second, so I'm in the last pole shuffle, the second I take off, um, I go down the front straightaway, bam, motor expires right there. So I lose the pole shuffle, motor expires. Um, We had one motor left that I never ran. It's in the cabinet. We had our one motor upstairs in the spare car. The one motor we just pulled out was timed out and it was at Sharks as he was going to ship it out for us. And then the other motor we had was in Max Mitry's car at the shop. So we had one motor there that I had never ran. We didn't know anything really about fueling. You know, a good thing it was set up. So we had to rush, hurry up put the motor in and, you know, it was shark's motor and it was what a new 410 that he's built and max ran it, I think three times. And then, so I, we put it in, you know, I'm trying to make sure everything's right before the main go out, you know, lead all 40 laps. I get my big win shark gets the win for his engine. And, you know, my, the kid Hunter that's working for me, like I said, he's grown up around scattered all his life to get a win like this. It was kind of a, you know, it's kind of a storybook kind of a deal.
1: I, you know, I knew there was an engine change, and then as I was researching it, I I hadn't put it together with Mark up there, and I spent some time with Mark. I did a salmon bake with him. What a great guy! What a great story! That's for sure, and and such a such a dramatic part to the to the story with the engine change and all of the challenges as far as that goes. Uh, Justin, hang in there with with us, everyone. else, stick I around. Gotta, oh, go ahead, yeah. I
0: I got to add one thing I, I before I forget. So. Yeah, so in the main again, we're going four wide right. and as we split out of four wide, it's that motor jumps out of gear. And oh so God. what I did, I had to slam that back into gear and for I don't know what's going on. I I, I put a car in gear a thousand times or five thousand times and you know it starts running through your head, well did I not lock it in gear or what you know, what's going on? But after that second time, it's like okay, I know I locked it in gear. So I for about the first four laps I come off of both corners and I just kind of take my hand and press down on the shifter a little bit and use one hand to drive so i i don't know that that was a mystery in itself we still don't know why we got the rear end out got the shifter out got everything ripped apart so we're we don't know i don't know yet but okay we can go
1: oh my god that is that even adds a depth to it that's crazy that really truly is yeah. hey hang in there uh justin everyone else hang in there more with justin sanders in just a moment Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. We are having a ball. We're talking with Justin Sanders. And, of course, we just broke down just a mind-boggling story of the way that, uh, that, that, that you won out there at Skagit with that race. Uh, I want to talk some more racing, but one of the things we do on Wing Nation, we'd love to go off the racetrack, okay? December 11th of last year, you proposed oh. to Brooke, your fiance now. To, I had to
0: think about that for a minute, but then it, it, then it, then it clicked.
1: Well, I'm glad, I'm glad it clicked with you. I'm glad it clicked with you here. Okay. How did you do it? What was this grand scheme? How did, how did the proposal, the, how did that all go? You know,
0: I kind of, I had the ring for a while. I ordered it and had it made and I kind of just woke up one day and I was like, all right, uh, this feels like the day to me. I don't know. I'm, I'm a random person. Uh, I just kind of woke up. So we went to Monterey. We got a, you know, favorite brunch spot that we go to uh, actually it's in Carmel so we're really close to like Carmel by the Sea and Big Sur and all that so it's really you know really nice over there and I, I know where she likes to be and I know you know kind of the beaches and stuff so I don't know I just kind of drove around and picked a spot and that's kind of how it went I'm I'm kind of a you know fly by the moment spontaneous I guess type of guy so just found a spot I was like you know kind of walked around kind of drove around and I was like eh, this, is, this is where it's going to happen so just kind of led to it and kind of did that but yeah I was like I kinda wanna cause we went to Australia, we left on the twentieth and I was like, Man, I really want to do this before we leave, but I wanna do it when it's the right time, when I'm feeling like it's the right time. So it just uh that was the right time. And I didn't even think of the date. It was nothing to do with the date or anything like that. It just woke up one morning and it's like, Well, this is we're doing it today. Love it. But yeah, no, it's uh it's been good. I mean, we've been together for a long time. I think uh we're coming up on 10 years in September. So we've been together for a long time since I've been 20, you know, 21 years old or something like that. So it's been a it's been a long time.
2: How are wedding plans progressing? Here at Wing Nation, we've helped a lot of guys get married over the last few years. Uh, they call us when they need stamps, uh, invitation help. Um, how are things going so far?
0: We're not really to that stage yet. We're just kind of, you know, we're going to take in the, I guess, engagement stage for a while. We're not really super worried about rushing or getting anything done right now so no i think we're just going to stay here until we get you know we want to get our finances right you're trying to get finances right and get in that step first before we try to jump into anything you know we're trying to you know maybe soon buy a house or something like that we're trying to still figure out exactly where all that stuff so we're uh you know she i think she knows that it's going to be solid so it's not a huge deal to jump into a wedding so we're going to we're just gonna kind of take it slow and kind of just kind of see where it takes.
1: Just wake up one morning and say today's the day. That's what you do, right there. That's whatever, girl. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we we talked about having a small wedding anyway, so you never know. I might just no, nah, it's not gonna <laughs> happen like that. But yeah. We'll figure out something. We gotta, you know, there's a lot of nice venues and stuff around here. Yeah, you know, we kind of talked about like a destination wedding or something like that too. So I don't know. It's uh you know, we'll probably have to do it on the off season too. The yeah.
1: races, but. I, I've failed in every relationship I've ever had with a woman, but I don't think spur of the moment weddings are a good plan. So I, I no, think I know, think so I, I think I know yeah. that much. That's for sure. Now, the other thing about Brooke, she actually owns a company called tops, uh, top stitch. She's actually involved. She designs a lot of your apparel, but am I right? She designs a lot of apparel for some other teams. So she's kind of somewhat involved in the sport.
0: Yeah, she does a lot of the more the work side of it. Like I, like i said i'm doing vinyl here right now and um i do a lot of the design work and a lot of the layouts and then she does all the stitching part of it so like i'll kind of lay it out size it you know maybe design it or edit it if it needs to be done and then she'll do the um like she'll do this the stitch part like she's over there working right now doing some doing some shirts right now and then like i'm doing some i actually got a couple race car wing wraps and some stuff i'm doing here and i do a lot of random uh uh, like truck sign and vans and stuff like that. You know where the real money's not on the race cars, but um, yeah, no, we, uh, we kind of do it together. Her shop's about quarter mile down the road from me and we, uh, we, you know, we work together. We, I, I mean, it's a walking distance for me to go walk down there and do something. So um, yeah, no, it's good. We're just, uh, just plugging along.
2: I love it. That is awesome. Um, All right. So, when you're away from the racetrack, off season, what is it the two of you love to do? Is there anything that you guys like try to hit every single month? Obviously, good eat spots, but something that both of you enjoy together.
0: You know, it's been hard. (laughs) I kind of forgot all this stuff lately because, man, I've been racing so much. Like last off season, we went, you know, straight. Like I raced up until like November 10th or 25th, actually. I forgot. I ran a a turkey night, and then um, I ran. I ran somewhere else I think but anyways and then we as soon as December 20th hit flew to Australia raced, you know until February 1st came back had to start working on stuff and then started racing right right in the first of March so we didn't get much of an off season but you know we like you know we like movies and bowling and you know just going to random places and you know Vegas Disneyland stuff like that it's all it's all good fun but we don't we don't get to do it like we're not like a I wouldn't say huge trip people we we take it you know here and there maybe once a year you know once every whatever but yeah it's uh it's got a super you know grind packed, tough race schedule and i got a. i've been thinking about it a little more trying to fit in a little more fun things to do because it's uh you know, sometimes it can wear on you.
1: Uh, you also, we've talked about California, a little bit of California racing up in Skagit, of course, and that sort of thing. You picked up the ride with Kevin Swindell last year, went to Knoxville, locked into the A main at Knoxville and, and, and then have had good runs. You finished second at the high limits race at Wayne County. What has it meant to you as a race car driver to, to kind of get out of California and kind of experience some of the other parts of the country?
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I got to race at a lot of cool tracks that I didn't think I'd get to race at. Um, no teaming up with kevin's been great i really like working with those guys and you know kevin's really nice and really cool and he's uh he's really supportive you know especially like the driving side and the you know giving tips or you know just good motivation and you know he's really good with the car so yeah like it um wayne county was awesome i mean I, you know if i didn't have a superhuman i was racing against he probably could have get that job done but um yeah, no, uh, it's, it's been awesome. Looking forward to going back. And like I said, I think we're going to probably go back to Kokomo, I would imagine. And then, you know, probably do the Knoxville Swing again. Uh, hopefully I can top what I did last year and make the Nationals when I thought I'd never be able to do that. But, <laughs> you know, I'm, so I guess I'm starting to unlock some doors that maybe I didn't think were possible. So, you know, we never know. The sky's the limit. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on.
1: And with that, we're going to have to wrap it up here on the interview. Justin, we appreciate your time so much. Love following your journey, your, your your successes, and these doors getting unlocked I think are really, really cool. We wish you the best as you roll through the second half of this season.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: There we go. Justin Sanders joining us from the great state of California. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Ashley Stremmy and Steve Post here. And uh, boy, I could talk to Justin Sanders all day long, Ashley. Really good stuff.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we chatted with the guy at Knoxville last year once he got locked in. And I'll never forget. He's like, what do I have to talk about? Who am I? So just a good dude. <laughs> He's a great storyteller as well.
1: Yeah, great storyteller. And uh, he gave one of our producers, Jack, great eating ideas out there. Jack's headed out there on some business, and I got awful hungry listening to some of those places that uh, that uh, Justin was talking about, that's for sure. It was a big weekend for the World of Outlaw and NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars this past weekend. Their annual 4th of July weekend up at Cedar Lake. Ashley, when we got down to Feature Time and Checkered Flag Time, a couple familiar faces won those two races.
2: Yeah, you know, I know we joked about it all season, kind of, where's Brad Sweet, you know, but he's been consistent, but he is hitting his stride and just at the right time uh seventh cedar lake win he's now tied with sammy swindell for the most at one track on his 85th career world of outlaw win putting him 10th on the all-time list behind darren Pittman.
1: yes that is really good company to be in that is for sure okay so you mentioned brad sweet a seven-time winner Prior to Saturday night, David Gravel, a seven time bridesmaid at Cedar Lake. You imagine going to one place seven times and coming up second? Well, he fixed that on Saturday night. Gravel got his eighth win of the season, 84th career. He is tied with Stevie Smith, closing in on Darren Pittman and Brad Sweet, although Brad Sweet is. Uh, These two, it's nuts. Uh, Really, really good racing up at Cedar Lake, World of Outlaws. And boy, Gravel and Swede and, and, and Carson Macedo, a couple other guys really putting on some shows, some good stuff. And it is time, Ashley. It is time for some big money on the line. Next week, the one that we've been talking about for months and months and months, the Eldora Million. But it starts. Our buddy Brad Doty has a race coming up on Tuesday.
2: Yes, it is the 35th annual Ohio Logistics Brand Doty Classic at Attica Raceway Park, kicking off a whole lot of money that week. And then obviously Wednesday, rolling into the Eldora Million prelims. Uh, I listened to an interview Kyle Larson did real quick, and it was cool to hear what he said, because obviously the late models have raced for a million last year. And he said, what was really humbling for him is that everyone raced clean, because you know, as well as I do, I wrecked my mom for a million dollars. So he's like, if we can race clean like that, it'll be a huge deal. So I, I think it's going to be an awesome unfolding.
1: Yeah, it really is, really is. Eldora Millions Thursday, the night before the Kings Royal, the 40th annual Kings Royal. They're only paying 175 grand on Saturday night for that one. So, you know, no need to stick around in town now. I mean, it's crazy what Tony Stewart and Jerry Gappins and everyone is doing there at Eldora. And Ashley, when we look at this thing, I, I think a month ago, I'm thinking Rico maybe donnie shots but then the final tune-up sam haferteep rolls in there and wins the all-star race this thing is wide oh last year brent marks won both of the kings well i don't even know how to handicap this thing
2: it's going to be interesting because we've talked about it for probably the last couple of years right Sprint car racing at the competition level is insane and this race is truly anybody's
1: It really, truly is. It is going to be fascinating to watch. It really, truly is. Can't wait to see what happens all next week at that racetrack. Want to mention this one as well. Um Saturday night the Lou Blaney this coming Saturday night before we get to that the Lou Blaney Memorial 10,000 at Sharon Speedway. What Dave Blaney is going on and Sharon is really really neat and uh All-Stars running for 10 grand on Saturday night. So fun fun stuff and it was fun stuff hanging out with Justin Sanders. We really appreciate Justin for joining us, but more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here this time on Wing Nation presented by Sage we